expressed are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pit Podcast. Get ready for contact. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy Dex with the I Am Pits podcast, and I am back for a quick and brief episode. So I'm getting ready to head to work and hit the streets here in about an hour and a half, two hours. So, but I just wanted to come on real quick and kind of go over something, get a little something off my chest, and uh, just kind of address something that's been going on in the world with social media, law enforcement channels, meme pages, and just cops in general. So. But before I do that, I want to apologize to everybody. I don't know if everybody listened to the last episode with my interview from my buddy Paul. I am a survivor of an ID attack, and I just want to say, I I went back and listened to the episode, and I could tell that my speech was a little sporadic and off. I don't know if people know, but I do suffer from TBI, and I have anxiety issues that spring from that, and I have a bunch of other issues that (laughs) revolve around that with anxiety and like many other veterans that have suffered TBI. So it happens. And uh, if it was it, to me, it sounded horrible. I mean, this episode I'm about to do now, I tried to record twice that day and I went back and listened to it. And I just, I couldn't do it. And I constantly have to remind myself to slow down because sometimes man, my mind moves a thousand miles a second. And, and I don't realize it, but when I talk, my words run and blend together and I'm like, smashing words and i have a bit of aphasia too so you know that's all just a byproduct of being blown up by a bomb in iraq 20 years ago and i'll be honest it ain't it don't get better but i'm trying to hold it off but i want to say apologize for that but i'm sure if you listen to this podcast you can tell my wife can tell she was like you need to slow down like you i can see you like the wheels turning in your head and my my brain clicking so i have to put these things down on my little these notes on my computer to remind me to slow down pronounce my words in it because if i don't just like right now just if i don't i just it just starts happening and i don't even catch it but enough about me man i want to i want to just go ahead and address quickly this this i ain't gonna say current issue i don't know really how to call it but i'm gonna paint a picture for you so just if you're not in law enforcement even law enforcement everybody just tune in i want to imagine every person that has a job that imagine when you wake up in the morning Put on your uniform or suit or whatever it is that you do for a living. And when you go to work and you clock in, you're handed a camera. And you have to put this camera on you. And the whole time you're at work, you have to wear this camera. And there's certain policies and rules in place that when you do certain things, this camera has to be activated and it has to actively record. But also keep in mind that even when the camera is not recording, guess what? It is actually still recording. And whatever you do when you hit that record button, you still have that camera goes back 30 seconds and picks up everything you do. And so just imagine going about your workday, knowing that you are being watched, everything you do, everything you say, every move you make, every decision you make, they'll be watching you. When I say they, I'm talking about your fellow coworkers. I'm talking about your chain of command, your local politicians, you know, federal politicians. I mean, everybody, your friends, your family, everybody gets to watch you. Now, I want you to imagine 
if you're at work and you got this camera on, you're recording and an incident happens and goes down and you're not having necessarily the best day. I want you to imagine that 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 video being taken, streamed and uploaded to social media and the Internet. And I want you to imagine everybody in the world, everybody, you know, people that you love, care about, go to church with people that you hate, the news media, social media, meme pages, other cops, whatever the profession is. I want you to imagine everybody watching you at work that day make a bad decision and everybody criticizing you for that decision that you made while carrying out your duties in the work that day. And now just imagine the anxiety and fear that that would create amongst you or anybody in your workplace. And if y'all don't know, but that's what honestly most police officers go through nowadays because we have these body cameras and I'm a proponent of body cameras. When I came to my new department, I did not have a body camera. And I told my chief, Hey, I need, and I want a body camera because the body camera protects you. It can exonerate you. But at the same time, your body camera can cook you as well. And unfortunately, like I said, this is the only profession, the only job in the world where people go to work and have to wear a camera and they, and they are recorded from their perspective, their entire shift. You know, we have, there's places like Amazon and government and public buildings that have cameras, but it's different when you have a camera watching you from afar and you know, but it's different when you have that camera smack dab in the middle of your chest. It's different when you're trying to have a conversation with your wife about something private and, and you know, that camera is sitting right there listening to everything you say. It's different when you go to the bathroom, you know, man, I got to do something with this camera. You're just always constantly aware that you're being recorded. And especially as a police officer in uniform, it's not just that I'm recording. People are recording you from afar. And so with that being said, I've noticed that with this recent incident with the cop down in Florida, the deputy with the acorn shooting and how what has transpired from that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, people are going to hate what I have to say, but I'm trying to find the reasonable ground here. The incident was terrifying, but at the same time, the incident was hilarious because as police officers in our profession and other people that work in high stress professions, we, we deal with stress and decompression with comedy and laughter. Cops, we are able to find the humor in everything because we have to. And even when that humor comes at the expense of another fellow officer, we still find it. And you will be roasted for it upon in for days for the rest of your career. And I'm saying that because I'm a guy that's made mistakes in uniform. And guess what? I'm not I'm not going to lie. I, I wrote about it in my book. I am Pitt's memoirs of an American patriot that when I was a rookie cop going through a divorce and I was a uh, suffering from PTSD from the military. And, and I mean, I had my mom had just committed suicide and I honestly, I should not have been working, but I was anyway. And I had a negligent discharge with my shotgun. And, and guess what? I, I knew there was something wrong with me, but guess what? And people knew there was something wrong with me as well, but nobody really said anything, but we all laughed and joked about him. Trust me, man, I was embarrassed and ashamed. And I will be the first to say that accountability, accountability, Embarrassment and shame has a place in society. It has a place in law enforcement and it just has a place in the world because it, 
it keeps people together. When there's no shame, anything goes. Yo, but but when there's accountability, shame, we need those things to kind of get people in line. And I knew that I was out of line for what I did, and I had to be held accountable for it. It's the same for the deputy down in Florida that mag dumped his car because an acorn fell on his car. You know? And so while people has everyone has a perception of this situation and it, and now it's kind of broken into camps where people are like, man, we shouldn't laugh at this guy. Let's care about him, you know? And, but at the same time, people are like, there's no, no such thing as there's nothing off limits, you know? And, and I honestly, I'm a proponent of that. There's nothing off limits that this is America. And we have freedom of speech. You, you are able to get on line and you are able to make a meme page and joke and laugh about whatever you want to joke with. And I don't have a problem with that. I am old. I'm all for the mean pages because they give me laughter and they make fun of a lot of stuff that I think is just hilarious. Yo. But, hey, but at the same time, we have to remember that because we're in a profession where if somebody makes a mistake, the mistake could be deadly. And we this isn't working at Walmart or McDonald's where we give somebody the wrong order or we wrong the ring or we ring the wrong item up and that we could just go back and make make it right. You know, I mean, people die in our profession when people get things wrong and this deputy got it wrong. But at the same time, if you listen to his explanation of the incident in his mind, he was justified in what he did because he really thought he was being shot at by this guy in his car. And thank God the guy survived. Yo, but maybe I feel like we're at a place where we have to find the happy medium of it's okay to laugh at things, but at the same time, and we do have to show compassion to our fellow officers because Here's the thing. If you are still currently and active in law enforcement, you you run the risk of being that person in that video on the news, being shamed by the world and society and being laughed at. And, and guess what? It, it's not fun. I don't care what anybody says. It's not fun. And like I said, I like the meme pages, but guess what? A lot of these guys are anonymous and I'm not going to trash them for that. You know, they're anonymous for a reason. And I don't blame them, but I feel like at a certain point, I don't believe in being anonymous because I feel like if I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to have a podcast and write a book and be vocal. I'm not going to hide who I am because I'm afraid of what, you know, what people think about me or the decisions because of the decisions I make. If I'm going to be out there, I'm going to be out there. So I don't believe I'm not going to say I look down on mean pages for not showing their true identity because I understand why they don't do it because there would be tremendous backlash. But at the same time, I feel like. Man, if you're going to do that, I feel like you there. It's hard to hold these guys accountable because we don't know who they are and they hide their identities. But like I said, it's America and I'm OK with that. I just know that's just not for me, like me and my platform, the Iron Pits podcast. And what I do, man, I don't believe in shaming cops that make a bad decision. I, I it's I can stand behind a cop that makes a bad decision in the course of their duty day that they think is the best decision at the time because they're taking all the facts and the totality of the circumstances of what they know at that moment and they make a split second decision. I, I can forgive that cop for making a bad decision because it's a split second decision because I've been doing this 15 years and I know how it feels. It's and then, but what I can't forgive is a cop that goes out of his way to make a bad decision a cop that does the wrong thing willingly and knowingly that he's going to tarnish the badge and what this profession stands for. So, you know, I, 
I don't use my platform to tear down and dogpile on officers you know, that make stupid mistakes and shootouts and stuff because, man, we all make mistakes. We're all human. And for me, if I'm in that situation again, I want to be given the benefit of a doubt. And I want people to say, hey, he's a good officer. He's a good dude, but he made the worst decision possible at this moment. And it, But that doesn't mean that he's not competent and not a good officer. But unfortunately, these videos, body camera videos come out. People see these videos and they take this one snippet of this officer at this one time in their life, at this one time in their career, at this one incident, and they try to use that one incident and paint the officer as a bad apple or a bad fruit or just a horrible person because of this one incident. And I don't feel like that's right because you can't judge somebody off of their worst day because we've all had worse days. Lord knows I've had plenty of worse days. So I... It's hard for me to sit and judge and say this guy is a horrible officer, a horrible person. You know, I have my personal feelings about the guy, and, and, and but I, but I don't know the guy. But just judging off of uh, his video, I can say this guy's you know he's scary and you know he's just he's timid. And he shouldn't be an officer, but he was been a cop for four years, and I don't know what he's done the rest of that time in those four years. I don't know his track record as a deputy. I mean, so who am I to judge this person on this one incident? When this guy's probably got a spectacular record, I mean, he served in the military, two tours in Afghanistan, was attached to special forces. But the guy's not a scrub, but at the same time, he might not be a superhero. And that's OK, because none of us are superheroes. We are all just humans at the end of the day doing a very hard and thankless job. And that's and that job becomes harder and even more thankless when you're being recorded and people are ready to pounce on you the moment you make a mistake and make you famous. You know, I did a I did a uh, video on my Instagram. If you're not following me, be sure to follow me on Instagram at I am Pitts One. But it's a uh, it's on my pin. It's one of my pin videos. I was sitting in my police car and I had the red light on. And there was an incident that just happened. And I remember just going on there and talking and telling people, I've been in law enforcement for 13 years, and I said I'm not afraid of politicians. I'm not afraid of chain of command. I'm not afraid of other officers. But you know what I am afraid of? These mean pages, boy. Because these mean pages are relentless. These mean pages don't care. They come at you. They go for the throat and go for the jugular. And I mean, they have no chill at all. And like I said, I like that and I enjoy that. But at the same time, I see the downside of that because man, when you're the butt of a joke and everybody's laughing at you, you're like, it's, it's rough. It's hard. And you're a human. You have feelings. You have emotions. I don't care what any officer or cop says. Nobody's that hardcore to where... The, the entire world can watch your worst day and just criticize you from behind the safety of their phone when they're not stressed out. They don't have auditory exclusion. They don't have tunnel vision. It's so easy for the world to judge you on your worst day because the the world is not enduring the stress that you're enduring in that moment. You know? So, you know, it's, it's hard for me to sit and just accept that, that, you know, that anybody can deal with this and just there's no negative side effects or consequences to being shamed by the entire world or shamed by your profession. So it, there's been, like I said, there's been two camps of people that have really been going at it, just saying that, yeah, it, we shouldn't make fun of this dude and we should make fun of this dude. Here's my thing. If we're going to make fun of the guy or anybody else or any other officer that makes a bad decision and goes viral, that's fine. Make fun of him. But at the same time, I say, reach out to him. Because I, I can be honest, where I come from in the military and in law enforcement, I don't care. If I make a mistake, that's fine. You want to laugh and joke at me, that's fine. But also help me correct the mistake. 
And all too too many times in this profession, we have people that just want to laugh and point fingers, but not offer any help. Not check on the person and say, hey, bro, you good, man, what happened? Because I've done it before where I've seen officers make a mistake and I'm laughing and joking with them. But at the same time, I'll pull them aside like, hey, man, look, it's just jokes. You know how it is with us, man. We so we're a rough, rowdy bunch. We're alpha males, bro. And we're, this is what we do. But that guy might be an alpha male, but he's still a human and he still has feelings and emotions. And he's got pride and ego. And my God, nobody has more pride and nobody has more ego than a police officer. And to be this cop, this hero, this you know, community servant rushing to it towards the sound of gunfire, you know, to, and then all of a sudden you're the joke of the profession. I don't care how much ego you got. I don't care how much pride you got. It's going to be squashed. So like I said, man, I'm all, I'm all for First Amendment. I'm all for meme pages. I'm all for people laughing and joking at other people's expense because it's it's going to happen. That is just the nature of our profession. Personally, that's why I love our profession, because every time I go to roll call or I'm around other officers, it is just a comedy session. Usually it's at somebody's expense. And then guess what? It's been at my expense. So, you know, like I said, if you don't like the heat, you know, get out the kitchen, man. But Listen, at the same time, it, like things are changing in this profession. But, and like I said, we have to realize that mental health is real. But at the same time, the problem is mental health is also becoming now a crutch. And everyone is using mental health as an excuse to make bad decisions and to be a bad person. But like I said, we, we got to find the middle ground here with this whole thing. You know? And that, so like I said, that's just kind of my take on it, man. And like I said, just my heart goes out to that deputy down in florida man like i said yeah it was it funny absolutely wasn't some things are just funny even things that are bad I, we laugh at inappropriate things all day all day and i just no man can't help it man it's just i'm not the type of guy i can't hide my face and it, it, it's hard for me to be professional 24 7 like sometimes i just lose it man i mean a couple of weeks ago we were on a call and this guy, this guy, drunk dude with no teeth, and this lady is accusing him of taking his cell phone. And this dude is just talking to us, talking to us. The lady's like, give me my cell phone. Where's my cell phone? And she was like, you know what? I'm going to get on my phone. I'm going to use my friend's phone. I'm going to Google the police and all this and that. And the dude just says, Google these nuts, bitch. Bro, I mean, me and my homies, we lost it. Lost it. Laughed in this victim's face, unfortunately. But hey, because it was funny and man, it wasn't unprofessional. Absolutely. But I am a human. I make mistakes, man. When something's funny, sometimes you, it just catches you off guard, bro. And all you can do is try to correct the shit from there, make it right. You know, but man, you know, it, it just happens, man. And, but we're all humans. We're all people living this life, man, trying to figure this thing out. And God bless anybody still in this profession, trying to navigate this profession and navigate life. Well, at the same time, trying to make sure that you don't make a mistake so bad and so critical that you end up in the news being judged by the entire world for your first day. Like I said, it's it is the worst feeling in the world and you'll try to hide it. But, man, let me tell you, the shame and guilt is real and the embarrassment is real. Like I can't even imagine what this deputy in Florida right now is going through. And it'll just I just can't imagine you know, not, now for me. But it's different when we have a cops that go out and do stupid things and like the female cop and the black cops in the Tennessee and Laverne like that were just banging each other and slanging semen and all over the police station having threesome today that to me that's that's wild and I'm like yeah we can laugh about that talk about that and shame these people to the end of the earth because I just feel like when you do something like that and you tarnish the badge 
you deserve to be joked and clowned. And there, you, you should not be protected from your bad decisions because that's a consequence of making bad choices, yo. But like I said, that's a choice you make not under pressure. But this officer made a choice under pressure in Florida. And um, thankfully, the guy in the back of the vehicle did not die, which which is amazing. Of course, that guy's going to have he's going to have all the problems. I got the anxiety and just, yeah, the stress and depression. Yeah. So, yeah, that dude's going to get paid, man. He's definitely going to get paid. So, man, we got to take care of each other in this profession, man. We really do. And unfortunately, I feel like with the advancement of social media and just post covid world we're living in. Cops now are so detached from human connection and human emotion. They, like this new batch of cops don't know how to talk to people. Like, and this is a people person job. This is a people oriented job. And there's nothing I hate more than when I hear a cop say, I hate people. And I'm like, why are you here? Because people is what we do, baby. People is why I go to work because I love people. I love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. Even the people I feel like deep down in my heart that don't deserve my help, I remember that I'm a man of God and that God has called me to serve his children and everybody is his children. Pedophiles, murderers, thieves, I mean, you name it, everything. These are all God's children. And who am I to treat God's children wrong? And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean that I go out here and I do my job perfect every day. That that doesn't mean that I go out here and think that I'm not... think that I'm not better than people because sometimes I do. I I can be very judgmental because I've been doing this 15 years and man, guess what? I've become a little cynical because I've had people lie to me constantly. Somebody's always lying to me. Somebody's all in my mind. Somebody's always trying to hurt me. Somebody's always trying to kill me. It's very rare that I meet people that are genuine and just want to meet me and be nice and talk. I can't go sit down in restaurants without wondering or thinking somebody going to try to kill me when I'm meeting or did somebody rub their balls in my food? Did somebody put their finger in their butthole and then swirl it around in my soup? And these are just kind of, this is just kind of my mindset as a cop in this profession. But man, like I said, we've lost the ability to care for each other because it's so easy to burn another cop from across the country while you're anonymous and like you, you, there's no repercussions for you. But there's repercussions for this officer. And the repercussions is it, it are just tremendous. And like I said, for me and my platform, the last thing I want to do on this platform is be the guy that shames and craps on cops and cuts down cops and dog piles on them. And then this cop goes and does something crazy and commits suicide or hurts himself. I don't want to be complicit in that. I don't. And like I said, I'm not perfect. There are... I might I will laugh at things from afar, but you're not going to see me in the comments saying this guy's a effing idiot. You should never been a cop or this. This is why women should never be cops. I'm not going to be that guy because that's just not who I am. I I might make a smart out of comment or something for comedy bit, but I'm not. You're not going to see that on the I'm Piss podcast. I try to use my platform as a place for officers to, you know, find reasonableness. And as a place for people to come and kind of explain and exonerate themselves. Because I feel like everybody deserves to be heard and have their side of the story uh, shared. And so that's kind of that's why I do what I do. Because if you're like me, I love cops, man. And my thing is, if I love cops so much, why would I be out here to shame and embarrass and hurt cops? But like I said, 
that's not a shot at the mean pages because I know these guys love cops too. And I, I, it's different for the guys that are mean pages that aren't cops anymore. And that's just, yeah, they, that, that's just a little strange to me. But, you know, you're not a cop, but you're still commenting on stuff. And I'm like, hey, that's all good, man. That's all good. I understand. It's America's First Amendment, yo. But hey, for me, if, I feel like if you are a cop and you are still on patrol, you work the job and you know that when you go to work, your reputation and your life is hanging in the balance. All I'm saying is. Be careful with your criticism and your judgment of another fellow officer. Like I said, if you want to joke, feel free to joke, but just realize and understand when it happens to you, because it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. Just remember how you want to be treated. If it comes, if it's you being paraded through the social media and the through the internet and just around your town and everywhere. Think about, just think about that, man. That's all I'm asking, you know, just, just remember that, dude. Like I said, I'm not telling you not to laugh and joke, man, because that's just what we do. But I'm telling you to have some sort of compassion, have enough compassion to reach out and check on people. If you're going to laugh at people, that's one thing I understand that, but at the same time, care enough to reach out and give that brother a hand or another cop a hand, you know, like, because like, it's hard enough, man. We got the whole entire world is against our profession right now. Everybody from top to bottom, ne people, neighborhoods, cities, states. I mean, it seems like the entire country is stacked against us. Yo, but I know that's not necessarily true. But unfortunately, in this profession, it seems like that's all we deal with day in and day out. Like nobody's on our side. Yo. So if nobody's on our sides, why would we continue to cut down each other and just not come together and stick together and hold the line? No, it's crazy. We can hold the line for chaos in the community. But we can't hold the line together for each other within this profession that we should be doing. But like I said, it's just part of the bond and the relationship, man. We should be able to laugh, joke, clown on each other, tell jokes. and But at the same time, we have to be able to take them by the hand, pat them on the back, tell them it's going to be OK, man. I'm going to laugh at you. We're going to joke about it for the rest of your career. And guess what? Hey, hey when you retire, we're going to tell of this story. When you die, I'm going to tell the story at your funeral. Because trust me, there's going to be stories told about Officer Pitts at his funeral. There's stories at my retirement party. These stories are going to live on forever because I'm a human and I've done some dumb things in uniform. But at the same time, the only reason I am still here is because an officer that saw me struggling and knew I made a horrible decision that could have got somebody hurt, pulled me aside, ripped my butt in half, and told me, I hate what you did. You're going to be held accountable. You got to take responsibility for what you did. But, hey, but I am here for you. And I love you. And I'm going to help you. And I'm going to try to take care of you. Bro, that's the only reason I'm still here. And then I have my whole chain of command that knew I was a good dude. They didn't judge me by that one horrible, critical decision I made that night. And guess what, man? That night, with that the negligent discharge, man... That all I just knew my career was over, and I knew in the back of my mind my life was over, and I was ready at that point to die. I had nothing else to hold on to, nothing, man. I was ready to check out. I was like, you know, I'm a joke. Nobody believes me. Nobody, you know. I was an Iraq War veteran, bro, infantry, machine gunner, you know, and they, I was tough, the tough guy, and I was just ready to check out of life at that point in time, yo. But all because I had one officer reach out and pat me on the back and try to help me. 
that made all the difference in my life. And then what made the even bigger difference was I had the best chain of command, chain of command known to man in all my department at that time. And the way them guys came around me, put their arms around me and took care of me and nursed me back into the officer that I am now. I am forever grateful for them. But like I said, don't get me wrong, but I still see some of the people and they still laugh and joke with me. Hey, man, how's that shotgun handling going? You carrying a shotgun still? How's that Remington 800? You carrying that Remington, bro? Hey, don't come. Hey, keep it in the trunk, Dex. Keep it in the trunk. I said, but they laughed at me, but they also nursed me back to life, man. So let me get ready to end this because it's getting late and I got to get to work. And my God, I hope that when I go to work tonight that I hope that I don't make a horrible, horrible rash decision when I only have minimal facts in that when I make that decision, I hope that that decision doesn't lead me to have to hurt somebody or that decision doesn't lead me to being mean page famous or social media famous or famous in the media and become a political prisoner because people taking this one snippet out of my career 15 years and using that to paint me as a bad officer. You know, like I said, if you're still on patrol, you're still wearing this uniform. My brothers and my sisters, you are at risk. I don't care where you work at. I don't care. Like every cop's tracing, uh, every cop that's not in Florida, their whole toxic thought is if I just go to Florida, I'll be okay. My career will be okay. I'll be able to police and they'll protect me. Nah, man. <laughs> I don't care where you go in this country, dude. I don't care where you police. Some places are definitely worse than others, but guess what? As long as you're wearing that uniform, you're out there on the streets handling calls and you're making decisions and you're wearing a body camera or you're not wearing a body camera, you, my friends, and my brothers and sisters in blue, y'all are at risk too. So be careful in your criticism of other cops. Like I said, if you're going to laugh, be sure to go ahead and laugh. But just remember when the shoe's on the other foot, just remember that, all right? So I'm going to go ahead and end this, man. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Iron Pitch Podcast. Uh, thank you all for sticking with me. And uh, hopefully this one sounded a little better and a little more clear as I'm kind of finally starting to come down a little bit and get my uh, anxiety and TBI issues under control. But, man, like I said, if you're not following me, be sure to follow me on social media. I am Pitts one on Instagram, the I am Pitts Facebook page. Also, the I am Pitts YouTube page that I'm working on. So if you could, please go and hit the subscribe button on there. I'm trying to grow that. And like I said, I'm working on getting the technology better. And also there's the, uh, I am Pitts TikTok page. And like I said, I'm on TikTok. Y'all know how I feel about social media. Yes. I'm on the TikTok. I'm on the Chinese government major spy app, TikTok. And yes, I'm on, but guess what? I ain't doing no dance. I ain't, you know, uh -uh, uh -uh. get that, get that bad boy, baby. Ain't none of that on my TikTok, man. I'm not, I'm a four, I'm also a 40 year old man. What I look like doing TikTok dances. And to all you cops that do do TikTok, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Absolutely ashamed of yourselves. I'm definitely, definitely laughing and joking to y'all for that. You know, but so, man. And also, like I said, I talked about my book here. If you want to read about my journey in the military and law enforcement and all the things I've been through. So you want if you want to joke and laugh at me, the crazy things I've done in my life, it is in my book. I am Pitts Memoirs of an American Patriot. Go to IamPitts.com, Get yourself a copy. Or if you would like. Drop me an email at IamPits at Yahoo.com, and I'll tell you how to buy a signed autograph copy from me, okay? Man, so I'm heading to work, y'all. You all out there on the streets on patrol. Be safe, be kind, be compassionate, but also be the 
deadliest, most nicest person out there. All right. Y'all take care and I'll see y'all on the next one.